0: Welcome to the Regen Biome Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Jean Felix-Tricot, a certified integrative health practitioner, level one and two, certified in blood chemistry and functional lab testing. I love helping people with GI issues, weight loss, mold exposure, heavy metals, misuse problems, and health optimization. I love helping people get to the root cause of their health struggles and simplify healing ready to transform your health go to regionbiome.com and click book a call all the support is greatly appreciated if you enjoy please write a five-star review on itunes or the platform of your choice enjoy the podcast and please share this with anyone that this would help all right guys
1: today we're going to deep dive into the gut brain connection why your microbiome is so important for your mental health and your health overall and some pretty fun little game changers you can do for biohacking and for your health and for your gut health uh, that will make a big difference in your life in general but also your mental health as well i have a friend of mine on his name is john felix he's a passionate integrative health practitioner trained in functional blood chemistry and lab testing he's also a certified immune centric coach and he's also in the process of becoming certified as an epigenetic and genetic coach. He is also the proud owner and founder of the Regen Biome podcast and is a biohacking expert. All right, let's get into it. So I'm here with John Felix. We're gonna be talking about- Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm excited to have you here. You are my first person I'm interviewing for this podcast. I'm excited for it. Um, and I just thought it was a really good fit um, Absolutely. You know, so much about um, the, the gut health and how the gut-brain connection is a huge deal, especially when it comes to mental health um, and just brain function in general, right? And I'm, I'm excited to dive into your perspective on that, your story, your experiences, just to get a different angle of, you know, what that looks like for you, because I can talk about me all day long, but everybody's uh, different. Uh, Everybody <laughs> has a different
0: experience. Absolutely. So, you know, absolutely yeah yeah I'm super happy to be here and and share more about, of my experience, my knowledge my story and, and as to what I do now and and why serving uh, people and especially with mental health specifically uh gut related so it it all it, it goes hand in hand right so
1: yeah, totally all right well, I'll ask you one question and then we'll we'll kick it off here. but what is one thing you do to support your your mental fitness every day?
0: Definitely the, the number one thing is uh, morning, my morning rituals. It's always uh, my infrared lights on my vibra- vibrating plates uh, and then along with my journal. So mm-hmm. every morning. So I do have, uh, it's a really short one. I, for myself, it was a, a challenge to just to just have these long journals. So I figured I was able, to, I found one that it was for morning and night, uh, some gratitude and uh, some you know, and to set an intention as to what you want to, what kind of intention you want to set in today. So uh, for the day, but other than that, like, uh, and I know you talk a lot about fitness, which I'm, I'm ai yeah. I'm a, a very fitness, uh, I love, I enjoy fitness, definitely. It's been part of my journey for for years now. So probably since 2015. And A lot of these biohacking that I do and to really optimize my gut health and because it's Mm -hmm. something that uh, I I used to struggle tremendously with um, over the past and so this is something that I apply daily um, to make sure that mental state is uh, at best and you know, once you know a bit more about your genetics as well, you know, how to optimize certain nutrients and, and key supplements to really help you cope, not cope necessarily, but to really operate at an optimized level, basically, right? So yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. basically what I what I sounds do. like,
1: sounds like I opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a bunch of back. stuff. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm excited about getting into it. Because um, I know, especially in the biohacking community, there's like, it's exciting to do all the things and yeah. all the different angles. So yeah, I'd love to hear your, your, you know, your perspective on it, kind of your story of like, you know, how was the journey for you to, you know, your business, mm-hmm. and why you found it so important and and yeah. So. 100%,
0: for sure. Well, I'm just, I mean, I just released my, my, my um, podcast episode number four, which is about my story. So, far. Okay. so I won't go as much as in the details as um, as that, for sure, because it's like 45 minutes long. But uh, basically, my health, I, I grew up from Quebec. So I'm from Quebec originally. So I had a lot of uh, childhood allergies at that time. Bug bites was a big problem with myself. So I had a load of um, histamine. My histamine response was pretty, pretty bad. So I had a lot of exposure to those types of pathogens, which led me in the hospital. Mm-hmm. to be hospitalized a couple of times on IV. Uh, antibiotics. So my roadmap, my, my journey began really young as uh, the start of damage from antibiotics that really truly uh, over the years and then uh, it just accumulated that it just it was damaging my gut along the way. Mm. But um yes, yeah, so it really began there. and then but back in two thousand and fourteen, so when I, I traveled abroad, so I went to the Philippines in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, so when i started doing these trips uh, i acquired some parasites and so which was really unpleasant but at this time i i had no clue about any of that so i was still living a pretty sad diet um, rancid oils trans fats and vegetable oils canola oil you name it so i had tons of oxidation which along with my childhood i didn't know that i had hemochromatosis So, iron overload. So, genetically, I'm predisposed for absorption of iron, which is a big, big, big problem in your gut microbiome. In a sense, if you have too much iron as well, you will actually basically uh, feed the bugs. So, because this is what they need, a heme iron, but Mm. I never knew that. And so, I went through the whole rabbit hole of changing multiple diets. And because I thought it was the answer of going, so I basically went pescatarian one vegetarian then led to veganism as well at the same time which many people do watch some quote-unquote really common documentaries that really traumatized my my mental state yeah (laughs) (laughs) that i was basically we are humans are the worst thing ever and and you know for me it was like i was literally bawling it was Mm. really traumatizing so major traumas you know, and when I, when my mom was pregnant or myself back when my brother was almost two years old, he had meningitis. And at that time, my parents went through bankruptcy and also went through my brother almost passed away. So all these traumas, all these traumas along the way, just been adding up. So when you combine this whole thing, you have a, a, a soup of like <laughs> uh, inflammation response that can happen in the body. So, and I really, Triggered a lot of things down the road. I was, I smoked from, uh, for many, many years, actually. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know that, but I smoked from 2007 until 2015. So I smoked for a a good seven years or so. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy and led to multiple damages. And, and so trying to not go (laughs) too deep, but then I know kind of, yeah,
1: we can talk about
0: pull apart. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. So then I, then that's when I so went to the Philippines, came back, and then I was in. Um, and then I was I met somebody back in so 2016. I was at my peak of my performance. I was at my leanness. I uh, felt really great. I traveled a lot. Was on airplane quite a bit. But um, 2017, that's when I really changed all the, the whole diets and uh, changing to going to vegetarian and veganism for almost two years. And I, I, in the beginning, because I, I just removed all processed foods, basically, I was still not eating organic, I was eating a ton of pesticides at that time. Mm-hmm. I was not doing like I was still wearing cologne. And, oh, so and you were all, you were like, just like not meat, but you were Oh, yeah. Okay. I was I basically, I was eating what was most processed that was plant based, <laughs> quote unquote. So yeah. You know, GMO wheat, uh, sausages, and all of that stuff. So I thought I was doing myself a favor, but in the end, I was just literally wrecking my gut. And so I thought for a long, the longest time, the gas, the bloating was just like common thing. You right. eat vegetables, you're gonna fart for sure because it's fiber, you know. So you yeah. should fart for sure, right? No, absolutely. The magic fruit, you know. The more you, the more you take. Right? And so I thought for the longest time. Then I went on keto. Then I went on carnivore. And so I thought it, the then the plant was the problem. So I just reintroduced mead, and I was a big. So it led to cybo, to a lot of cluster, uh, clusteria, and bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. So which is almost so common. I see that on labs with clients so often. Clostridia, it's a big. It could be acquired in the hospital. It could be acquired post antibiotic. It's you basically at risk um for multiple different types of pathogens and fungal mold being a big one which when i was a kid like i I mentioned to you before we started to call uh the the show um yeah i lived in a moldy home when i was a kid (laughs) yeah
1: which is like uh, very common isn't it like what's the mm -hmm. do you know like
0: the odds of that it's got to be something in like well most house poor well i live in alberta and to this day even brand new homes have really poor isolation. So mm. you have water and filter filtrate infiltration into buildings, floods, a little bit of water damage, your sink overflowing, or something leaking underneath your sink. These are the washing the washing machine. It's the biggest one. So I always tell my clients like open your you open the doors, leave it open at all mm. times. Never close it. Make sure it's fully dry. So it's just Yeah, there's many, many, multiple things that can acquire this, especially frontal loads like washing machine is just, and that's what I have, but it's, it's not to become fearful of everything. Uh, We've coexist with fungal for multiple, like decades and hundreds and thousands of (laughs) years, right? So if if there was a, if the, if the hurt was to be eradicated, the, the number one thing that will survive will be fungal. Right, so it's basically, and so along the way, I, so I was in, um, uh, and in connecting that the whole gut relationship uh, relationship with stress as well is your relationships with people around you. So I was in a long distance relationship with somebody. Uh, my my ex partner was in Quebec, so it was the most. Uh, it was a very stressful time because you're apart, you don't know the communication, the whole aspect of it. So. The wrecking of my gut was even more tremendous. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but then I this is where I went to an incredible event in Vancouver, and I started listening to Ben Greenfield's podcast, and it oh, just yeah. changed my life. That's so awesome. I was still having, in 2019, major gut issues, but I came back from Quebec at that time, and I had a harm infection. That was just spreading all over my left arm, and I was just... I was, I was actually what is happening what's going on I was pretty it freaked me out (laughs) so I went the conventional route I did not want to go on antibiotics but I did and but I got really sick from them so I just basically dumped it out got rid of got rid of them and I went to the holistic route with some more holistic natural treatments and topicals with colloidal silver and some probiotics at that time and which is not a big topic of mine that probiotics is not the end all be all and the, and the solution and the cure all. No, it, mm-hmm. it, it made my IBS even more. It made my cyber worse. So I aggra- aggravated my situation mm-hmm. by taking probiotics. That's my experience. So it just needs to be applied at the right time. Yeah. But so that's basically, and it led me to just a deep dive of biohacking madness of podcast listening for thousands upon hours because i was a courier at that time so i had plenty of time for listening to podcasts on the road so with headphones which is pretty amazing so i i was able to do that which led me to buying all the guy a lot of tons of gadgets like my red lights in the background yeah (laughs) yeah and, and uh, I ended up getting, uh, I wanted to go back to school, to naturopathic school, but I was really basically bummed out from the system the way and eight years of schooling for, and it's just, I didn't see it to be the solution, but I ended up coming across, I bought an extreme, a really expensive device, um, an Call from my great friend, Freddie, amazing, changed my life. And then I led me to my certification and I became an integrative health coach mm. certified in blood chemistry after that. Because I was like, I couldn't see all this, I, I was filtering through all the nonsense of functional medicine, let's run all the labs, and I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I've always been a asking question as a kid, right? I always ask questions, and I was like, let's use a bit of critical thinking here, and get all excited with all this, but is it really relevant? that's the thing are we using critical thinking Mm. Uh, and so this is what I really apply in my practice and making sure that we use the right labs for appropriately for the right person the right case the right what we're dealing with so and here I am now so it's been quite the journey and multiple extension to going into epigenetics which I'm doing now as well so epigenetics and genomics really customizing uh, a blueprint of the individual right so which is a such a key thing that when you know this right off the start, you can just fully optimize your your mental health, your gut health, your yeah. um, micronutrients that are completely depleted because of sometimes we can just have some different genes that are not uh, the best necessarily It's not a bad thing. It's just we just right. need to know and optimize them. It's not a Everybody's failure. Everybody's kind of customed right? Everybody
1: has their own. Yeah, it's about them.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That was super light, like enlightening for myself because and male, in general, so if you're from European base, ten percent of approximately ten percent having microcytosis. So iron mm-hmm. overload is a big problem because that will lead to many mitochondrial problems down the road, muscle um, atrophy down the road. That will lead to many many uh, mm-hmm. oxidative stress. It's just just a ton. So mm-hmm. yeah, very interesting. So that's basically yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. There's it's. You're welcome. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. You know, um, I feel like there's a lot of people out there with like, uh, you know, health problems or the experience and like my girlfriend went through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've been lucky where I didn't really, the things didn't really turn up super obvious for me. They're kind of a little bit more um, quiet, but in some cases I think that's not the best because there could be a lot of stuff going on underneath that oh, aren't really coming up absolutely. as red flags, so obviously, right? So yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, I really, I'm, I'm curious about how you're, you know, cause you, you explained the whole thing and the journey and physically how you felt and, and all the things that were happening you're, you're trying to like navigate all this stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and and during that process, like what was your, you know, you're talking about your relationship and how that was even harder, you know, during this process, where, where were you at? Like mentally, because you know, we can do all these practices, right? We can sit down and try to meditate, but if our mind just chemically can't do it,
0: right? Absolutely. And that's why I cannot stress enough foundation, but this is why hiring a coach like you, like myself, it's the biggest thing that I didn't do because I've spent well over a hundred thousand dollars and then yeah. more <laughs> over the past three three years. Trying to just figure it out on my own. Yeah. Right. Because I've wanted to see naturopath doctors multiple. I've done a Viome test, which I'm not the most excited thing Twice. about. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, but cool. Like, I will never say that anything that I did was such a bad thing. No, no, no. It's just, it's life experience in general. It's just my mindset, mindset shifting. Um, it's really important, but it was very stressful because, at one point I, I, I just I was I would get a little bit of I would get a little bit of like positive, a little bit of like okay, so I was I would get some wins, but then boom, I would just yeah. get hit all over again and the gas are blowing because I grew up and with GI problems, I I used to always be afraid going to the bathroom mm. to take a poop, right? In public specifically. So I used to make myself chronically sick. And holding my bowels in for upon hours and hours, going to high school, going to el- like even elementary school. So even in school, I was unable to go. And I would basically, and even workplace sometimes, I had to basically leave because I was getting so sick. I had yeah. major cramps. And so that, that affected myself too big time. And mentally, it was exhausting because I went through, when I went through mono as well, it was like, this was like two weeks bedridden. in. And so this process of trying to find, because my parents, I'm, God, love them, right? My mom, she's always like super supportive, but my parents never grew up with this understanding of there, you know, there's answers out there, right? And there's a different, a more holistic route that we can find um, answers to problems or issues or struggles. So I was basically just doing the whole reading and the whole uh, trying to just figure out all these labs. I was like, okay, this is I'm like, so now it created a lot of anxiety and stress around food. So I became orthorexic around food Mm -hmm. because now my behavior and relationship with food was absolutely terrible. So I saw tomato as being like the most poison thing to me because my test told me that I should not be eating this at all. But I'm like, wait a minute. Like I've been able to reintroduce all foods mostly over the past like two years when this was completely irrelevant so and some people might find like it's super useful and they might see a big shift uh, but it created a lot of other behaviors that I would go to the grocery store and I would be like okay nothing here is good so that was my mindset when that was the first thing just entering so shifting this whole mental paradigm around how I feel going to the grocery store, all these little things was part of my healing journey. Because if I did not do this, I would come and cook my meal and be like, Oh, well, this is not good for me. So what you tell, you know, what you focus on expand. So yeah, it's exactly it. So I think like a lot of the trauma part, the emotional part, and all of that is really, really key for healing the gut. Yeah, totally. And, Totally, and, And more and more, right? So
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're very, we're, we are quite complex. I, it's, I, whenever I talk about it, it's like, we're very complex, but we're also very simple at the same time. And like, mm. you know, in terms of like, um, you know, you're talking about traumas or, or patterns or habits that you build as like a coping mechanism where, yeah. how you, and thank you for sharing that, where you would, you know, avoid using the bathroom because of some kind of mm. experience socially. Right. And then it builds some sort of coping mechanism some sort of process, but really it's just trying to fulfill that that need of like feeling safe comfortable or whatever it was right and when you come down to these levels you kind of see what they are and uh like i had that same experience like I, i grew up i was illiterate till i was like 14 15 years old so i had this fear of like reading in public i actually remember the first time that the um trauma kind of started i was playing that game of um not i always say this wrong not pictionary but what's the game where you like you have to act out a word, oh, but you gotta like read the card or whatever it's called. I don't know, actionary.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> maybe, yeah, or yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I didn't play so much like games when I was a kid, I was like yeah. in the woods.
1: I was like, play I don't with... know, I was at like a friend's house with a group of kids, and you know, yeah. I was given the card and I had to read it and I couldn't read it, mm-hmm. and it's like so embarrassing, right? So I, I just put the card down, I was like, I don't want to play anymore, but then it started this, this kind of like mental process of like, okay, I'm insecure about reading. I don't want to read in public and then it kind of just continued to snowball because I never really worked through that process. Right. Like obviously I had to get, I had to educate myself and stuff, but it built this insecurity. Right. And this like self-confidence issue that just kind of snowballed into other stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I can, I can totally relate with that because public speaking and all these things I was, you know, I came from, I, I couldn't speak English before I moved to to Alberta. Mm-hmm. And so my first language was 100% French. There was no English words coming out of my mouth. And uh, really, what really helped me and open up is like going through network marketing. So I was, I went to multiple events, but the network, made, sorry, the networking and being with people, just putting yourself out there. It, this was like a, a perfect life experience and journey because that taught me so much, which I can actually go live now with no problem. Right, so I still have a little bit of like nervousness. Of course, it's always a bit like, "Hey, you know, this is being recorded," but it's it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: kind of just roll with it. It's not not (laughs) paralyzing, right? Like I remember when I first did my first fifteen-second story on Instagram. I think it took me about fifteen to twenty minutes to do it because I was like recording myself and I was like, "Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid." stupid." And then I was like, "I remember that." Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing my first live. And I promised oh. myself, I was I mean, I'm like, I'm going to do a live a day for 30 days. I made this promise with my friend and I was in a park and I'm like, I'm going to go live. I'm going to go live. I was just, like panicking. And I'm like, Oh my God, two people are watching. And like, now I don't care. Like It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore, but it's no. just funny. It's right. Perfect. How like, Huge fear at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So wow, there's so much there. And I, I guess maybe, Maybe unpacking, um, because you probably know a lot more about it than I do. Um, I know that, you know, mold, living in a moldy home, mold toxicity, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, is pretty damaging for your brain in general, in terms of Mm -hmm. its ability to function. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of depression is linked with mold toxins,
0: Mm -hmm. right? So
1: yeah, why don't you speak on that a bit, if you can?
0: Absolutely. And mold, it's pretty, it's not a matter of... Uh, if you're going to get exposed to mold, it's a matter of when mm. I, it does not matter who you are. It's a matter of when. So depending on where you live, you're going to be more prone, but definitely at certain, at one point you will be exposed to. So depending, right. So if you know uh, up front, if you know your genome, first of all, and how epigenetics, your environment affects your genetics. So that alone, it could give people such a great tool, but to the point that multiple people were completely oblivious to it because I I just came back from a trip and I was exposed to mold myself and that just calming myself down because I was like, I had this whole shit moment, like I'm under attack. So I'm like, what do I do here in this situation? I have to make the best out of it. I didn't have any other place to go and love, love, love my friends, great, great, incredible human beings. But I could see people like with lung issues, yeah. a lot of, because mold is there to basically decay you. <laughs> so you basically, it does the same thing with the brain. Is it basically just
1: like pop- eat away? Sorry,
0: is it just kind of eat away at uh, yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, And it's just taking over because we have like a, a parasite biome we have, which we barely know as much about we got the the gut the, the all the bacteria of the microbiome fungal the the fungal biome so we're, there's all these aspects we have all of these bugs inside of us right it's just we live we coexist but it's when they're out of proportion that's mm. when it comes and some species are more toxic than others and it's not so much about oh let's eradicate them example yeast uh candida right which is still like in the fungal yeast family but it's always going to be there but it's just it, when it's a of proportion that's when it it starts and you get this whole uh inflammation response that you get from the gut that gets signaled to the brain as well too so this mm-hmm. is why you always get this this um this imbalance and so you get these cytokines and a bunch of lps which is a big problem so lipopolysaturite is a big problem that many people and you don't have to have the gas bloating or in digestion and all of these things to have uh, oh I, I must have a fungal problem mm-hmm. but a lot of the brain fog it's i see it so 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 commonly that the brain fog is it's a big problem when many people with like, yeah. if you can't put your thoughts together um yeah mold is just and some uh, people can be very forgetful mm-hmm. i've had people that literally left work and did not know how to get home that's yeah. traumatizing this is like freaky and actually I had one episode about myself and that was actually here. And I couldn't, and I knew the town here perfectly because this is what I was doing it for a living at a time. So I knew the addresses perfectly. And I just had this moment of just block, and oh, this was like, Oh, I didn't yeah, no, like this at scary. all. Right. Yeah. It's freaky. And so when you think about that, so this is why we have to optimize the gut. And, um, and so for me, and obviously in your metabolic health is a big deal so your terrain it's it's how are you strengthening strengthening your terrain on a day-to-day basis because a lot of people say oh I have to take a pro- probiotics or this or that but it's just for 30 days I'm on a protocol mm. no 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 there's the foundation that you have to flourish your garden if that's not uh, if that's not being fed and watered and nourished on a day-to-day basis so meaning clean water, clean hair, clean like um, the water that you bath in, um, just toxic compounds, cleaning products, all of these things just make such a big difference. And I think before we get so caught up into even all the tests, I'm like, you better do all of that stuff first before we even dive even deeper because you cannot supplement your way out of sickness. You cannot supplement your way out of a bad diet, of a mm. bad environment. So the big thing with mold is you just basically want to be out of that environment. So gotcha. if, you know, if you were to test, you just, you, the best thing is to not be exposed to it. Uh, there's, it could be, I never had this thing that with a client that I hey, you need to move. Like this is, it would be a really hard call to do and something you see is oh, tremendously in the U S and if it was, if the CDC was to ever come out, that mold causes X, Y, and Z, which they, they're really aware of, but then lawsuits would go down the pipeline. Yeah, and that, that would be happening everywhere. Total sad. And so this is why it's not happening, in my opinion, again, because it would be like a tremendous thing. I have friends here living in a basement suite, and that's what's happening right now. So I'm just yeah, because like, it's, quite, it's quite common, right? Yeah it does not take long a little bit of water damage 24 hours later you'll get some spores starting to develop and the last thing you want to do is if you see black mold or anything you want to make sure that what you're doing is not going to make it worse and so taking bleach example uh it's not a good thing (laughs) so uh a lot of people do that and like let's just rub it off and take it away no 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 you can piss them off and emf right so electrical magnetic fields as well cell phone towers and all of these things multiplies um Dr. Klinghart, he talks about this a lot and okay. uh, it will expand mold spores by 600%. So like it actually just pr- from, it promotes from the, wifi, supports the growth? It, it, it promotes the growth wow. of mold spores. So if you don't have like an EMF harmonizer, which I'm a huge fan of, it's just wow. a, big, a big thing. right? Wow, that's so, wild because yeah. EMFs everywhere. You can't get away from that. You know, and it Essential nutrients to 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 take care of fungal imbalances, yeah. right? So I see this like copper deficiency being a big problem for the past three years. Many people were taking a high dose of zinc, but what does that do on your copper levels? Mm. It depletes them. So you have to have the balance, right? This is, it's a it's a matter of balance. It's never a straight line for you know take one supplement forever the same way. No, it's just not because you can do all things clean for so long, you're gonna get to sickness. It does not matter. Okay. because we need to have some hormesis, we need to have some triggers that will also help us create um, a more robust, like, uh, environment, or we need to have some stressors, too, right? So Yeah,
1: totally, that makes sense. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm curious for people listening, and and, you know, maybe this is new to them, maybe they don't know what to do, and, you know, maybe let's take the extremes out of it, like, yeah, so it's for sure. obvious that you get like black mold in your wall like that's a big issue but maybe it's for somebody who thinks they're living in a house that seems okay maybe they're they're noticing some brain fog and they want to take some like simple steps to maybe try to try to combat or support their immune system or the microbiome mm-hmm. right to defend against mold or to help support themselves what, what would you suggest they could do
0: well the number one thing is you must filter your the hair in your home so like yeah. i have a hair sorry i have a hair doctor at home Uh, So definitely that is indoor hair pollution is massive. It's a major, major problem, the off-gassing. So it's just that when you combine all these chemicals with the spores, with all of this, it creates this perfect environment for pathogens to just grow because they feed off of that, right? So you'll have an endocrine disruptor, uh, disruptor, they're really endocrine disruptive. I just want to disruptive. clarify,
1: pathogens feed off of toxins and-, and Oh um, yeah. yeah, chemicals,
0: yeah, yeah. everything, every, same thing with heavy, like heavy metals yeah. will feed pathogens, right? Um, iron will feed, uh, iron, Example will feed will feed yeast and, and bacteria, especially the candida is a big one, mercury mm-hmm. example being another great one. Uh, metal heavy metal for candida and many other bugs right so it's not just the one thing so it's 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 more complex but it's not yeah. like we don't have to over like we can simplify things a lot right a lot right
1: so, you're not there like attacking every single thing and you got to memorize no
0: them. because you're going to attack what this is a problem that i have with stool testing is because now i'm like oh you have e coli it's too high well let's just attack this and then now you do another test again and now it comes back this is like or any other types are is is higher now which yeah. is like, okay so then what are you doing actually? just chasing your so, tail yeah so right so it just you could be on the herbs and, and, and antimicrobials like all the time but is it is it actually helping
1: right mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm. okay cool so so an air doctor filter your air um, and i, I would uh, well see like your water too is going to be a big deal as well too um because the thing is you know if you take fluoride as well that will down regulate your thyroid and it's all these things it's just one system starts shutting down a bit then there's a whole other um, other other like waves of event that happens that just now you're down regulating one thing down regulates another thing Mm. but one thing is just really working I'm a big 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 fan of um, spore-based probiotics. That's something that I take myself daily, and I put clients on daily, like all the time. Spore-based, not colonizing forms. Very, very different. Um, so that is something that I think it should be in, in everyone's like drawer uh, mm. for sure. Absolutely. Right.
1: Their stack, their supplement stack,
0: whatever. Yeah, there's it. some supplements that are really key, and just a basic foundation, right? So even some non-iron multivitamins and think i to be really helpful but just yeah, i'm i have a big uh, a big uh, wait. Your,
1: okay this is interesting cuz you're <laughs> saying how i'm just curious now so you're saying how iron obviously seems like it can be an issue and and i'm not sure if it was you know our our pre discussion before recording or not that um high iron levels or your susceptibility to um ab- absorbing more iron can can be uh more i can't think of the right word but certain people do that more often. Um, and I'm just kind of curious, cause I know, you know, everybody's talking about having liver, right? liver is yeah. extremely high in iron. So I'm just kind of curious your take on, on like, you know, is yeah, it a supplement sure. quality? Like it's like, what's the issue here?
0: So number one thing, cause I deal with a lot of people and females specifically that have like they're quote unquote told that they're anemic, which I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You have to ask the question as to why first investigate before you just jump to some type of uh, iron sulfide or sulfate are different types of uh, in supplement which can be very oxidative because you're combining a, a very oxidative compound with oxygen so you can rust on the inside and so that's what happened like with myself with somebody with iron overload uh, so I absorbed four times more the amount of uh, mm. average person so if I have a steak if I would have to have a steak example then I'll have I get so much more out of that steak in iron specifically, but liver to answer your question is actually in the ratios is actually higher in copper, which is, which is a good thing. So, okay. um, So I wouldn't be too concerned with that one. I think, and it comes from food. It's always, from food is, is a big it's a big thing so for me of course it ha- it's a concern that I have to make sure that I don't eat like I don't eat much red meat I will eat some I had to just cut it out a bit because I'm just like oh my god like what am I doing because yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to go for fl- uh, blood phlebotomies every three months mm. uh, every two months so every 56 days or something so mm-hmm. I go do a blood phlebotomy um, but just to make sure I dump a higher amount of iron every every single. How does time, that? So.
1: I'm I'm curious. How does that show up in terms of um, side effects? What somebody might be feeling if they have uh, something like too much iron? Well,
0: for me, I had. Well, the symptoms that I had, I was super pale. My oh. copper levels were so low. And no conventional doctor will run copper unless you ask and you put your foot down and really like, Hey, I need to get this done and pay for right. it. And sandwich, <laughs> Yeah. And pay for it. Like ultimately you just, have, you just want to pay for it because you need to know that stuff. Yeah. And so I see low copper, but low vitamin A that will create a lot of low of copper issues. So it's a whole thing together, but yeah. getting a complete iron panel is really essential. So this is where just people, most people just run the ferritin and be like, "Oh, okay, it's in the 40s or 70s." Like for me, it was I was in the 200s, which is not the typical. Like you'll see people with hemochromatosis that go in the thousands, four thousand, and like we're talking about, um, you could end up with liver cirrhosis, liver cancer. Not good, yeah. <laughs> not good at yeah. all, right? And so, and when we ha- when you have fibrosis you're dead right so if you have liver fibrosis or fibrosis in the lungs you're dead fibrosis in the the kidneys you're dead it It doesn't matter matter. yeah but i I tried to make it more simple but with a lot of people is first where it goes down when it comes down to is many people are bioavailable sorry a lot of people have their vitamin a the bioavailable vitamin a retinol which you only get mostly from uh, plant from animal foods so Mm -hmm. like egg yolks or uh, some of the meats as well too. Uh, my favorite one is, it's, it's called liver oil, but yeah. there's only one one company that I use. It's Rosita from, it's, it's in the US. It's amazing just the process that they do, but it's just the proper. And the problem is a lot of people taking too much vitamin D will deplete your vitamin A because your ratios of A to D needs to be a 10 to one. So now you're down regularly vitamin A. What happened is, copper does not get bound so it does not it does not flow properly in a body um and so you can have a buildup of copper because of that so you can have too much but it's and because of the lack of vitamin a then you don't have enough of that to actually have the the whole iron flowing inside the body because mm. oh, if you or if you have low copper which many people do mm. right uh and so if you don't have that, you're gonna have low oxygen. So you're gonna feel that's where people get like the more more the anemic symptoms, right? Okay. So low oxygen, very exhausted, right? High breath right. as right. well, the palpitation yeah. of the oxygen. heart. Gotcha. Yeah, all of these things are really uh related with that. So I'm like, okay, well, you have to investigate. So a lot of people are really deficient in B12, but in methylated forms. Uh, But again, don't jump the gun to go get a methylated forms because, and I'm not sure if you're resonant with that, but a methylated form, it's basically methylated. It's easier to absorb. It's already methylated. It's already ready to use. Hmm. And so people, you can supplement with that for sure. But depending on your genes, like you could be very reactive. So which you can create more anxiety. A lot of, I get more and high dosage of methylated form. I get some anxiety from it so Mm -hmm. i take a different forms right so it's really to understand like which b12 but b12 b9 and vitamin c a lot of people can be deficient in vitamin c example too uh, but which you need for iron absorption so yeah i know it's it's, a a, it is a big it's a big topic it's a big topic so yeah it creates that you know and if you get too much iron you'll get a lot of oxidized ldl these lipids in the body that creates a huge uh, problem with, and I think a lot of people thought we talk a lot about the gut, but leaky gut particularly, but a lot of people don't talk about leaky vessels.
1: Mm. So
0: we have the endothelium system. So, which is plays a big, big, big um, part of our whole immune health and same with the gut, because the endothelium so it basically it's the layer of cells that lines the blood vessels and the lymph. so it's right in the middle and so that's in direct contact with the blood so whatever is in the blood you're going to get exposed to and so that can and it goes everywhere so it can go to the brain it can go to all organs and tissues and so we have to make sure and along over over the time when you have too much inflammation and many of these pathogens overgrowth if that's not taken care of yeah. then that's gonna go it's in your blood and and right there you're gonna get some endothelium damage which is really not good <laughs> so mm. you don't want that so yeah you, there's many things in it that's another <laughs> that's another yeah yeah no well, it's,
1: it's a huge <laughs> topic and i mean <laughs> this is obviously why somebody would hire you right yeah, um because it, you know how long have you been doing the research you know you shared your story like
0: there's a lot I of levels go, to you know. this
1: yeah, yeah. It's like you, you never stop learning. I mean, I think mean, the human body is the most studied thing in human history, period, yeah. right? And we're still yeah. learning, like, as if we didn't know anything about it. So, Absolutely. you know, it just keeps going and going and going. Um, I want to talk about the gut-brain connection um, and kind of maybe your take on, like, how that, how that um, communication happens, how, you know, what's going on in your gut affects your brain. Um, and, and maybe like some simple things people can do to support that, you know, cause Absolutely. I know it can be very broad and complex and maybe this question is, I'm, I don't, I don't want to diminish you. You know what I mean? Too much.
0: No, for it's, sure. It's for very sure.
1: Custom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh, well, the biggest thing. Okay. So when it comes down with the gut is a lot of people have LPS. So LPS can be triggered from toxins and pathogens, which creates more inflammation not that we're going to get into cytokines, but IL6 specifically, what is, sorry, um, what is
1: LPS? I actually don't know. So
0: it's lipopolysaccharide. right. So the type of compound that it can be produced endogenously as well from the body from pathogen, but over time, what that does. So we have, we're going to try to simplify this a bit <laughs> challenging <laughs> you here. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, okay. It's just, I know you're a big fan of fitness as well too. And this is what you do, uh, which, the number one thing that a lot of people have to understand, because I know a lot of people like to go on to example, a weight loss journey, mm. but there's a couple of things to have to consider first. And the biggest thing that a lot of people that will drive a lot of inflammation in the gut will be hypoxia. So the lack of oxygen. And so a lot of people, and let's just be honest, we've been impacted by hypoxia quite tremendously over the past years from covering our faces, which is a big problem because then now you are actually feeding cancer cells. So you have two different types of microphages, which are a type of white blood cells. Um, you have the M1, they're more like the SWAT team. They go after and, and, and invaders and such, right? And then you have the M2, which are the healers, the doctors. Hmm. And so when you live in an hypoxic environment, uh, and if you're overweight and you have a lot of inflamed fat also, that will trigger more inflammation, more LPS. So LPS is going to go up. And if, if one, so if the type of protein that will increase from hypoxia, I hope you're following me, but I am, yeah, no, So it's basically good. hypoxia. So when you're hypoxic, you're feeding more LPS in the gut. So if you're trying to somebody that is really overweight example, they have 10 times more, the amount of that type of M1 macrophages in the fat. Wow. So the last thing I would want to do is to put them on a very hardcore regimen for example for a workout and sometimes because you're going to create more hypoxia if it's not being cleared so a lot of people with like sleep apnea is a big thing uh so this is why i practice mouth so if if there's one thing that a lot of people can do and leave today is cover your mouth at night mouth taping is it will save the gut because if you don't heal the gut, you cannot just not do anything else. So you have to clear hypoxia, but we have to seal the gut before we want to go into a more. So it's taping, So journey. I've
1: been taping, I've been taping my mouth for yeah. two, three years now. I, I a long, a long time game changer for me. It's um, huge. And I just want to maybe, cause I'm curious now, honestly, <laughs> so you're talking about um, hypoxia, right? Not enough oxygen. Is that right?
0: Yes. So,
1: when you tape your mouth, you're breathing through your nose and you're able to intake more oxygen just because of um I know you can actually absorb more oxygen mm-hmm. and, and let go of more um whatever the whatever you
0: breathe out. I can't even remember. CO2, now. like carbon. Yeah. Yeah. When you carbon do it through dioxide. your
1: nose. But then I know there's the um sleep apnea issue that happens when people can't, they're not breathing properly. So um yeah. So yeah, is it basically taping your mouth? Is it is it helping the person just pretty much take in more oxygen because it's the, a more
0: proper way of breathing? It's the a, yes, but the, the the thing is through the mouth, it's that's the it's coming in through the mouth. It's super hypoxic. That's why.
1: Oh, but just in general. Fine.
0: Yeah, in general, really? this is why even just, it's just through the mouth. It's super hypoxic, right? Hmm. And so there's like. Example, if you're going to go swimming, you go under the water for a bit, you're going to create some hypoxia, but that's not chronic, right? So when it's chronic, that's when you get into a lot of, because you could go days without eating, no problem, right? But you cannot go more than like, I mean, after five minutes, you've, you've created um, a lot of, because hypoxia, is, is basically, it's a backup mechanism in the body, but um, you create this very, very toxic environment. It's mm-hmm. really not good. And yeah, so, because
1: a lot of toxins are, are, are tailed yeah. out of us too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so that's why it's just really important that we address that and then that's going to help to heal the gut too at the mm-hmm. same time right so when you combine those two and then i would use like some spore based probiotics for sure depending like even basic blood chemistry can tell you so much right just from the main the, ma- the major micronutrients a lot of b vitamins which will help a lot with stress levels which a lot of people have Uh, So when it comes down to mental health, it's making sure when you operate the gut too, and you feed the gut properly with bifidobacteria foods. um, So like, for example, resistant starch, this is why a good hack for your gut is to eat your potatoes, but cold. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Eat them cold is, this is why I always cool down. I had some potatoes yesterday, but I, and just, it's when you have them cold, you're not feeding yourself. So that does not come into or turn into a simple sugar. It becomes resistant. It's amazing. So now that's the grab, about, it's not that. I heard this about
1: what is it about? um Ah, it was rice. When you cook it in coconut oil, or are you are you pressure cook cool in coconut oil.
0: yeah, uh, 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 I'm saying I, wrong. no, no. I think just to co- if you're gonna have rice, the best thing, the best way to have your rice is to have it cool down.
1: Cool it down. Okay, and I then-
0: I would just put I put it in the freezer. <laughs> that's what I do. I eat it cold. I don't care right? But you have your glucose response, not going to be the, the same. And so once your gut work, your gut works much better, and you're even in the endothelium system as well, then you because you have to make sure you regulate your insulin and your glucose properly. And mm. so this is a big problem that a lot of people have over time and and poor insulin response also will lead to a lot of gut problems, mm. right? And so we have to make sure that that's working. This is why I I haven't, I don't subscribe myself to a specific um, diet in general. So I go, it's more metabolically. So I have specific days. So I have my Mondays and Wednesdays and, thir- and Fridays that are more insulin, um, not sort of there to promote more insulin. Yeah. So And then I have my fasting days that I fast only till noon. That's it. I barely do fasting. I only fast on t- on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. Till noon that's mm-hmm. it i do something and when you yeah so it's the, an immune centric approach so if you've been on the ben greenfield podcast show if you listen to the episode with joel green so i'm sure i'm a certified immune centric coach as well too so true joel uh, joel green a, incredible guy so a lot of the stuff that i'm sharing is from it's from this incredible mind so from the immune centric which is a great book that i would definitely recommend you to uh yeah to take a look at. and i know just order on amazon and some it's amazing so very cutting-edge stuff yeah which makes a lot of sense so healing the gut first uh one one of the steps that can be really good so you have to worry really about two species to heal the gut so you need more acumencia and bifidobacteria so those are the two don't care much about the other ones it's not it's irrelevant because the bifidobacteria and acromansa will feed the other ones mm-hmm. They'll take care of the bodies no problem mm-hmm. so one thing that i do that to recolonize so for people that don't have cybo that don't have a lot of like gas bloating and such you can introduce some hmos that's a great thing hmos is basically breast milk made in a lab so that's why babies you know, if you were breastfed, that's really good because you get a lot of these human milk oligosaccharide. So it's really, really good. So if you're following more of a more richer, not say carnivore-ish, but this is where you can run into some issues over time if, if that's not being recolonized. So if you're on that specifically, I would make sure that I have these types of sugars in there to make sure that that's taken care of. And then I would combine that with some apple peel. So yeah. apple peel, organic apple peel, which will feed uh, the proper species. So once you tolerate the HMOs, you can introduce the apple peel and then some red phenols, so red red fruit powders. So like this is why your berries, your blueberries, and um, are just like amazing for you and the way to go yeah, uh, okay. to feeding the bifidobacter bugs in, in the gut. And then yeah, okay, cool. So it. you were like got excited. <laughs> I'm, I get I get excited. This is why that's my my projected brain. I can go and Gemini at the same time. So I could just go woo.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm pretty similar. Like same here. No. You know, when I go on a thought process, and I always Might like, I have to do a second show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a. I mean, there's so much to unpack, right? So um, a lot. So just going back on the the taping your mouth. Okay, so that's important. Taping. Yeah, it's really important um, because you want to get rid of hypoxia. You want more oxygen. Right. And uh, just for people who are listening, I. I personally, I don't know what you've found, but maybe you can give your two cents for that. But I found, I get a taped, I think it's the M3 brand from yeah, like, same yeah. thing for me. and it's That's sensitive sensitive tape or whatever it's called. The blue one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In the roll box. It's, it's, oh like yeah. That. It's the best one because if you try to go to like Amazon and find like mount- don't
0: buy the, uh, this uh, stripes, They're so uh, expensive, this, sort am like, it's not even worth that. Just take yeah. it. Train, yeah, train yeah. yourself. You don't
1: need much tape. You don't have to tape your whole entire mouth. Just like a little section. If you don't.
0: Oh. And one thing too, I forgot to add clean your nose. <sighs> So oh, yeah. using a Navage, a Navage drainer. So basically right. it's a chub bag for your nose. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy. So it's got water and it just sucks in. So basically it pushes water from one nostril and it just sucks it out from the other. So a lot of people have like even parasites. I have mold.
1: never done a that. A lot
0: of sinus, if you have a lot of allergies and sinus issues, like, because a lot of sinus problems can be related with mold. But if you have your allergies, you got to clean those sinuses. So I, you could do a couple of drops of like colload, Colored silver again, non-medical advice here. Don't cure, yeah. to diagnose anything. So yeah. we're not doctors. Experiment but, on yourself. You know, I always ask the doctor first before doing anything, changing your <laughs> regimen. But yes, it's a little, a little disclaimer, but <laughs> yeah, it's for sure, important uh, in this day and age. But cleaning your nose is on point. That's one thing that I would I can I stress that enough, right?
1: That's really so, interesting. I've, I've yeah. you know I've seen those things. I'm aware of them. Yeah. I have never done that. And I'll be honest, I've always, my girlfriend's always like, you sound so nasally. I might even sound like it now.
0: Oh, very That will improve your sleep. Oh my gosh. you. Okay. For me, it was life-changing for sure. Like and I can breathe through the- my nose. I usually do. It's normal,
1: but I just find that I, I, I always have something. I'm always blowing my nose throughout the day. So I'm going to look into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. It's worth it. So that those two things could be very impactful for people. And to clear hypoxia, there's a couple of things. There's two things you can do. Um, so there's, you can take some, again, non medical device, but some flushing, flushing niacin. But I only, I wouldn't do more. Like I, I like to use um, a lozenge, lozenges form that comes in 15 milligrams. So I combine mm-hmm. that with a little bit of zinc. And then I wait until I get a little flushing, so you get a little bit of not rashes, but you get this this like tingling sensation, and that's when I, I guide my clients through an exercise breathing uh, called the four-axis rotation, and that way they can clear hypoxia. So it's basically the way it does. So you would have to take those two compound. Uh, always ask if you're on medicine on on any drugs or any um, medication. We just always make sure that you ask first, but. Mm-hmm. And the way I do it, so you just have to get on a counter and you place your mouth down and you look down and then you just rest on there. And then you breathe into your nose and exhale to your mouth seven times. And then you'll do this on your left side, on your right side, and on your back. So you <laughs> can do that about two to three times a week. That will help to clear hypoxia. Um, It's amazing. So, so what, I had some what is
1: going on there? That, why is that it's, happening?
0: it's a combination of the niacin and the vitamin b3 and the flushing form so that's why a lot of people yeah some people use niacinamide so you don't want to do the mistake of buying 500 milligrams of niacin flushing no no you're gonna you can end up in the er do not do that this is not good <laughs> but small dosage it's, it's just enough to get that flushing response which i mean you go into sauna you would have a pretty have a pretty good sweat but, um, and so when you do that, the, the, I don't know, a, on a biochemical level, um, I don't know exactly the response that it does. Those two, what those two combine just helps the clearance of hypoxia. So if when you do that, uh, especially when you're working out, so those would be great on the days that you don't work out on your rest mm-hmm. days. That's, mm-hmm. that's I- ideal, right? That's when you would want to do that. And just that alone, just, if you just do that, that will, that will improve your health like so much because you're lowering your your, your risk for for, for cancer because cancer feeds off of um, hypoxia so if one right. so if that and then when that goes up that creates it's called veg f type of protein that creates new new blood vessels which is what cancer needs to <laughs> to live and, and grow right yeah. so by reducing hypoxia you're doing yourself a favor so if you're I have a lot of respiratory issue. Depends, like it was even a protocol used during like CV. So yeah, it's in like in an hospital, like not exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of things that were different, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. So there's a lot of re- like, a lot of good stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's good. I-, I love hearing like but the big just that. Donors. I think is
0: a big because I, I want to give people some. I can you know I can talk all day, but I want this to be useful. Totally, I appreciate that. And
1: yeah. like I, you know, I, I always like to just assume that people are either beginning or you know the way, the way I look at it is like, you know, everybody's busy, right? Everybody's got all this mm-hmm. stuff going on and to, to change your life and to shift and to go through a process of integrating something it has to be a simple, oh, simple huge. first step, a simple process. And, you know, I didn't just be me and you, we didn't become the way we are with all these things mm, over not. a month of being like, Hey, we're going to just do it all. You know, like that, no, no it was just not. like years of slowly changing little things at a time and integrating things over time. So yeah, that's why I really appreciate like the simple, you know,
0: big domino things,
1: it has a compound
0: effect. So if you improve 5% over here, 5% there, 5% there, like you're quick at a hundred percent, like it's pretty, pretty fascinating. Right. So, and this is why, you know, even like a lot of people in the gym, it's just so important because if you're going hard and everything, you are creating more hypoxia. So if you're training, you declare hypoxia. So a lot of people don't even know that and Mm. bodybuilders that have wrecked guts because of that, and they're taking nitric oxide supplements and L-arginine or, L- or arginine, that will boost your hypoxia, that creates hypoxia. Wow, so they're like this very wild. oxygen. And that's where right. when you combine that with, I like EAAs a lot more, but there's a time and a place for BCAAs, but there's different types of aminos in too high quantities. Over time, you could, you could actually stimulate even more growth of different uh, gut imbalances. So Very interesting. It's everything in balance. This is why I'm a big fan of EAs more than anything else. But okay. um, it depends if you're on a growth phase or not. But it's so it's I a use lot. now I'm
1: curious about your opinion. I use PVLs, uh, BS yeah. plus
0: EAAs. Yeah. Do, you like, yeah. do you like that one? I, I looked into it. They all. So, and again, I don't want to be like, you know, if you have that at home, it's just like, go through it, use it. Because I know I've invested in some supplements, right? Uh, My only concern sometimes is just in a lot of the supplements uh, industry, especially around workouts and such, they put other compounds like B vitamins, but they put... Um, especially B9. It's a big one that they put folic acid, which is a synthetic form. Hmm. Um, if it was just a couple milligram, um, I would be like, okay, cool. Like microgram, I would be okay. But it's just in higher dosage. I, I just don't resonate with it because you don't absorb, it will regulates your absorption of your other B vitamins. So that's one thing. But other than that, like PVL, I've used some of the products in the past and it's great. So, okay, um, but it depends. Like I of course we all know Ben Greenfield. So he has Keon, which um, is EA is a great, right? So that is a great ratio of mm. EAs, um, but that it's like a promotion call, but yeah. it's just, I, you know, I, I, I hate seeing people just investing their money, their hard earned money in supplements that don't, that just promise totally. so much. And, but it's actually on the other side, you're just wrecking yourself, which I have done that. Like I was supplementing with iron, liquid iron, for a year, like for oh, such wow. a young and I was making myself sick. But right. I was like, oh no, no, I'm tired because I need more iron. So <laughs> let
1: me get you myself know.
0: more tired. Yeah. Well, so I used to think yeah, that know, that right? Florida yeah. like from Germany. So I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, what mm-hmm. I was what was I was like doing. But right. And yeah. And I think like just by dealing with hypoxia, taping your mouth. Cleansing your nose, which is all those, like just these little things are really simple. They're not hard. It won't take you days, right? Uh, but, oh, I have to say that. Yeah, because we're talking about the mouth, but your the mouth microbiome is a big deal. A lot of people, you end up with leaky. Uh, if you have a leaky mouth, you're going to end up with like a leaky, a leaky gut. As right, well. like gums so, and those kinds of things, right? So cleaning your gums on a continuous basis every three months, I think, or four months, you should cl- have a good gum cleaning. Make sure your YouTube paste is non-toxic, no fluoride and all of that stuff, because that will feed to the pathogens. I like to use ozone. So every morning when I wake up, part of my routine, I wake up, I take a little bit of reverse osmosis with minerals, with water, I restructure my water, but I I use a little ozone ozonator bubbler. It's really inexpensive, which I clean my vegetables and all of that with that. But I'll ozonate the water and it's super reactive to pathogens. So, but it won't kill you good. Oral bacteria. Hmm. So when my not medical device, when my grandma had shingles, that's what I ended up doing with her. I she was just literally batting herself with ozone water onto your skin with a towel and it worked wonders. And I did other things, but uh, so I do that for my so I gargle. So I used to do a lot of oil pulling, but I stop and I do that now.
1: Oh, I was gonna ask so, you because I do oil pulling, coconut oil pulling.
0: Yeah, I do ozone. I, ozone okay. water. It's that's like, that's like a game up. Like you,
1: you wouldn't oh, talk I'm like, on coconut wow, oil. Gasoline?
0: but No, not necessarily, but because, I mean, there's, there's different types of um, acids in uh, the coconut oil that is really antimicrobial. And that's why a lot of people use it. But a lot of people are more in Ayurvedic medicine, they more towards the um, the sunflower. Uh, what's the other one? The other oil for oil pulling. Sunflower seed? I think, Maybe. yeah, I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I think it's, yeah, cold press, like sunflower seed okay. for just oil pulling. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And then, but I use ozone. I just love it so much. Like it's been part of my journey for the past because I used to have a really white tongue. So if you have a lot of, have a big white tongue, a lot of buildup on your tongue, it's a good sign of ease. So candida can be a big thing. So it's just, I always like look at my tongue, right? So, and a lot of people, if you have a, a straight line, Could be associated with some uh, emotions as well, too. So, if you have cracks and stuff, so there's many things that you can tell from facial and your eyes, if you're, you know, your liver and your eyes, if it's too yellow, bile, you know, but um, yeah, ozone for your mouth. And I think the other one, when I do just a little round of gut protocol with HMOs, so human milk, oligosaccharide, they're really good combined with the apple peel and and, uh, some reds powder, uh, organics, like, especially with fruits, it's just so notorious with, uh, with pesticides and everything. So you combine those three together. Oh my gosh, do that for, for two two to three weeks, you will, a lot of people with uh, people with allergies that can tolerate dairy as well, and just be able to recolonize the gut to just digest most foods. That's basically, are you saying, so so you put those three together, what were the the three again? So yeah, the three, so the three things I like to combine is HMOs, and so uh, human milk, oligosaturite, so they can come in a powder form. It's tasteless. You could, even for kids, it's amazing. So picky kids that uh, have poor gut and I, I, I can't stress that enough. If you, if kids are not, they're more prone for so many things nowadays, but doing that human milk, oligosaturite is so important. And then you combine that with some apple peel? So organic apple peel powder is great. Or you could actually peel like the, the peel of apples. And eat it too, right? So, but it's just, unless you're not going to cook with it, it's kind of like you're wasting. Yeah. And then I would combine. And first I would always like, I like clients to just titrate first to start slow. So with the HMO, see how the body adjusts, wait for a couple of days, three to four, three to five days. And then now you can introduce a little bit of the apple peel. And if that works fine, no gas, no cool, perfect, keep going. And then Mm -hmm. that's when you can add the reds in it. So um, the reds, the red powder in it and those three that this trio is just it's golden so it awesome. works for it has worked for thousands of people um and so as part of the immune-centric approach of uh gut replenishing replenishment but um yeah that is a big that is a big one uh, oh yeah i mean, I mean, I mean the, uh, really yeah good.
1: biohacking gut microbiome toxins vitamins i mean yeah. minerals
0: for like sauna and a bunch of Oh my gosh, we could dive in. There's so much (laughs) that. Yeah. Yeah, And yeah. So I think this is those things for the gut. I like to use some support based probiotics. That's just a no brainer for me. So they act very differently in the body. Mm -hmm. What happens? They clear LPS. Their job is to clear LPS. And then if you introduce that plus the the, the trio, oh my goodness. And you have like, that's your floor. Your garden is going to flourish. And then you can just do this on the maintenance and so you can do the reds like maybe once, a, like the trio, once a week after that, once or twice a week. That's it. It's a great preload meal too. doing some reds before a big meal. Oh yeah. You're going to actually with some whey protein. So if you combine some whey protein and reds together 30 minutes before your big meal, your insulin, you'll track your blood sugar. It's going to be awesome.
1: Perfect. Wow.
0: Yeah. All the little so hacks. Wow! Yeah, this is this is a this is like preloads. A lot of people learning how to preload. It's amazing, amazing mm-hmm. what you can do with preloads So, anyways, yeah. we, we could we could always Maybe talk that could after. be
1: something we could talk about next time. Yeah, because I'm looking at the clock. We're getting. I think we're just over an hour or something like that. I'm not quite Maybe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just over uh, an hour. That's not yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. It's all good. But um no, yeah. this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on and um you know diving into this and, and giving me us your point of view of of you know gut health your story and, and how that really affects the body and like all the you know you went right into the details of you know what people can do we give some people some good tips here um but yeah I think outside of that you know I guess the last thing I'd leave with is you know where where can people find you? How can people get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, so you can find myself on Instagram. So at Gene Felix underscore JFT, uh, where I have a lot of all my info on my bio. It's all in there too. And then I have my website, regenbiome.com, uh, where there's more information about myself. But, uh, and yeah, so, and I'm pretty excited to launch. So I'm actually launching my uh, epigenetics program that is right coming up uh, really shortly. So I'm just working on. It. The, all the, the final details but really to get optimum like customization through your whole plans which is amazing so
1: yeah amazing so that's that's yeah. very exciting yeah
0: all about the epigenetics
1: i'm a big fan of that stuff so. and uh i love that stuff Yeah. <laughs> all right well we'll leave it thank you so much john felix i really appreciate you coming on this has been a lot of fun oh, awesome. and i'm sure we'll do another awesome. one absolutely
0: it was a pleasure so i'm glad so pretty pretty happy so yeah thanks for having me Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the RegenBiome Biome Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or seeking private one-on-one health coaching, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, regenbiome.com or on Instagram at Gene Felix Surcot underscore JFT. Thanks again and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.